going on everybody this is pro wrestling wire radio here on pro wrestlingwire.com i've got the new age wrestling heavyweight champion here with me the absolute chris cage what's going on my friend how you doing rick thank you for having me it is a pleasure to be here i really appreciate it how's everybody doing here watching the show oh great excellent i hope at least so let's uh let's chat a little bit about uh your career and then i want to get into what's going on with you currently as i was a part of a show that uh, you were on this past saturday which i had a blast we got to sit at the table for a few minutes with each other and i want to get into that so uh talk about your beginnings in the world of professional wrestling where did you train where uh and how'd you get into this world well you know um as most people that I'm sure you've come across, I came from the world of backyard wrestling, you know, young kid with a dream who uh, got together with a bunch of his crazy friends and uh, put on some pretty lively events for the locals and for the neighborhood. And uh, it was a, it was a big thing, but very much a hobby and very much something we did in our leisure time and our fun time. And, you know, when you come from where I come from, you don't exactly uh, imagine or it's not always that easy to imagine you getting out of that environment, uh, let alone being able to live out, you know, the thing that you dreamed about doing from when you were a little kid. So uh, me getting into this was very much by accident. I... Uh, was lucky through the early days of social media, the early days of YouTube, had some of those crazy backyard wrestling videos on YouTube, got a couple of uh, high, highly viewed videos. And it just so happened that one of the people that came across that video was the person that broke me into the business and eventually trained me, uh, Joel Maximo of the SAT, and then subsequently the, the Maximo brothers altogether. Uh, and, uh, you know, through coming across us by chance on YouTube, uh, decided that he wanted to meet us. You know, it just so happened to uh, cross paths with a time period that he was looking to open his brand new school at the time. And I guess in me and some of the other guys, he saw some potential talent that he could help nurture and help you know, bring into the game in a more legitimate fashion. And uh, he reached out to us in the early days of social media. We're talking MySpace, baby. And, uh, you know, we we set up a meeting. Uh, the meeting went well. And within two or three months, we were at the grand opening of the Ludus Wrestling Academy in Brooklyn, New York, where we trained with uh, many people that I know you've come across, uh, including the House of Pain, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some alumni brothers of mine. Uh, so, uh, and then that was, I would say around 2011, by the end of 2011, 2012, you know, because I'm a pretty quick learner and because I'm somebody that's always excelled above everybody around me, uh, you know, it didn't take me too long to make the jump onto performing on the professional circuit. And I've never looked back. <laughs> So I, uh, while I was doing some research for this uh, interview, I came across some interesting facts here. Interesting notes, I guess you could say. I do have, now you mentioned the Maximos and how they trained you. 
And I saw that you uh, did meet these guys on an MLW television taping a few years back. Who is this now? The you met the uh, the the SAT, the Maximo Brothers. Is this correct? I met the Maximo Brothers at uh, MLW you, show. You wrestled you wrestled them at a uh, at a uh, MLW television taping. Is this correct? I, I did have the opportunity to wrestle them at a television taping for MLW at the twenty three hundred ECW Arena. Yeah, Mind yeah. You. Let's put that on the record for the first time ever. What an experience that was, and not only an experience to get to perform in that building a building that i that i grew up watching so many events uh emanating from and uh and then to be able to step into the ring with my mentors and tear it up um i mean what else can you ask for absolutely now that is uh, such a historic building for professional wrestling they've kept uh professional wrestling there running for god now about what three decades you'd have to say correct that's correct. Yeah. So, and it's uh, it's held many, many uh, legendary moments. So, what was it like working in that building? It it, it has an energy. Yeah. It, it has an atmosphere, and I'm not just talking about when you walk through the curtain when they play the music and you're walking out in front of the audience. I'm talking about when you ride up to the building, when you walk into the building. I'm talking mm-hmm. hours before the event starts. There's uh and that could be the fan inside you speaking to you, you know, coming alive. Not only was it the first time for me performing in the building, it was the first time for me walking in the building altogether. So for me, it was a very special day. I happened to be there with my former partner. We experienced it together. We grew up watching ECW being very big fans together. So to walk into the building and to just, you know, to look up at, at, at the lights and the rafters and, and the, and the ceilings and walk up the stairs and, and to, to be able to take a picture in front of that iconic wall where there are so many iconic signatures, uh, you know, it, it was definitely a bucket list thing that uh, I can proudly say I got to do. Uh, and again, going back to how I started and being that kid that never thought he would get out of the neighborhood to being able to walk into the 2300 arena in Philadelphia, not only as a fan, but to know that I was going to lace them up that night and to be able to walk out and to feel the energy of the ECW arena, baby, there was nothing like it. I got to tell you, I was jacked up the minute I walked out. I was there in 1995 for an ECW event. And I have to say, uh, it looks a lot nicer now, especially, you know, <laughs> so it was, they uh, hooked it up. yeah, yeah, yeah. They cleaned it up quite nicely. It was a dump. It uh, it smelled funny. It, uh, it did not feel necessarily great in there. But it was a. Uh, but what I was witnessing was history during that during that because 1995 is when the breakout year. I guess you could say the height of that arena uh, regarding ECW. That's right, and uh, you're talking about a time that I was a, a hardcore fan. Mm-hmm. ECW. Uh, I got introduced, I would say, around 96, late 96. And from that okay. point on, was very influential for me. Uh, the late 90s, uh, there was a time that had you asked me and my former partner when we were coming up, if we could end up anywhere, land anywhere in our career where we wanted to end up, we would have told you ECW. Yeah. You know, maybe a little bit premature in our judgment there, but, you know, <laughs> 
that's that's definitely where our heart was, especially in those young days. Right. It was a very innovative product for that time period. Let me ask you, what are you drinking there? What are you drinking? A little scotch or what are you doing? Well, this is a little uh, special blend of mine. You know, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a little bit of a cocktail connoisseur. But when I say that, I don't necessarily mean in anything that you may be familiar with. I'm an experimental. I'm a little bit of a mad scientist when it comes to the bar. You know what I'm saying? And I like to put things together that you may not expect. And I like to try things out. So this is a, this is a little bit of a tropical blend I got going on. Okay. Especially because I'm not enjoying this cold weather and I'm wishing for a little summertime. So I decided to treat myself to a little flavor. There you go. We, we still got a few months. We got a lot of snow here in the last couple of days uh, where I am. I'm, I'm in uh, Connecticut. You're not too far from me, actually. I don't, did you get snow this weekend? We did get a little flurry this past yeah. weekend. Uh, I am not a snowman myself. You know, I got Caribbean blood, so <laughs> I enjoy the warm weather. This snow is not my friend, and I can't wait for it to go away. Let's go springtime. I'm getting too old to, to, to handle this, uh, this uh, weather, I tell you. So... As I get, I used to love it as a kid, but as I'm getting older, I can't handle it. I need to get out of here. You know, I can't really remember loving it as a kid. I think you like, I think I could remember maybe I romanticized the winter season. You know, you got Christmas, you got all that stuff going on. But, yeah. uh, and maybe a couple of good memories sledding with the cousins and stuff like that. But I can never really remember looking forward to, oh, it's snowing. No, nah, no. Maybe just a day off from work from school or something. Maybe, yeah, yeah, the Christmas break was all right. I'll take yeah. it. So let's talk about you are uh, currently the New Age Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. And you and your gentleman there as first class are basically running the show in New Age Wrestling. Well, I mean, you know, it's all business, baby. You got a lot of people in New Age Wrestling that like to take it personal. A lot of people are not too happy about the way me and my family do business around me. But you can't argue with results, right? And I challenge anybody to go back. I challenge you yourself, Rick, to go back, do the homework, look at the archives, look at what New Age Wrestling was doing and where it was at before first class. And most importantly, before yours truly went into the mix, stirred things up, brought that little flavor that it was missing. And then now look at New Age Wrestling. Well, not only did we increase business, not only did we grow the audience not only did we take it to another level but now we have a brand new home a very beautiful brand new home we are starting a brand new era and i gotta i i don't want to i don't want to take i don't want to take the credit rick but at the same time i'm i mean uh, who am i to argue really I, I don't i don't i don't disagree with you so i was there at the tail end of the old era my first show was uh june of last year it was the last show of the uh previous building if you will it's my first time working there as a play-by-play -play -play announcer i had a blast it was uh how you say the crowd was on fire the entire time uh so and then i missed this the next show and then now here i am back i returned here for new beginning which was this past uh, this past Saturday, according to this recording, as a, of this recording, I'm going to tell you, it's a beautiful building. You guys came in there and tore it up. It was a fantastic show, I thought. Yeah. So um, let me tell you. Let me ask you rather about your formation of first class before we move any further. 
Oh, that was the end of your question. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know about the formation. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 Tell me sorry. how first yeah. class formed. So, so because I was not there at that time period is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, so I'd like to know about the formation of first class. Yes. All right. So here we go. Later, don't worry. I'll give you some pointers on your interview skills. Yeah, but, that's uh, right. I'm still so, learning. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take it back a little bit, about a year, a year and change, maybe a year and a half. You know where. We're working down in New Jersey, Union City, New Jersey, in a little territory we like to call Project Codename Wrestling. Okay. Now, in that territory, there happened to be a situation in which myself and my employer at the time, the great T.J. Marconi, okay. the Don of the Northeast, one of the most powerful men in all of Northeast Independent Wrestling. Shout out to him, the next Warriors of Wrestling heavyweight champion. Uh, and at the time... We needed a little bit of uh, backup and backup that we can trust in a tight situation. Now, men we have history with, we're talking El Johnny Santos, somebody who goes all the way back to the training days, back to the school days, somebody that I've known since day one. So you talk about somebody I can trust. You want to talk about my cousin, the lit superstar Sebastian Cage. What better person to trust in family? You want to talk about the big man, Tony Leander, a little bit of a later addition, but might I say a most valuable player because Tony is clutch when I tell you I love him to death. He's the muscle. He's the big man. He's, I mean, just look at him. He's chiseled out of granite. The women love him. The men want to be just like him. They're jealous of him. I mean, he's literally got it all. He's a blue chipper. He's a pure athlete. He's going to be big time. And he's only just scratched the tip of the surface of where he's going to go. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Let's not forget Big Cuzzo. Shout out to Big Cuzzo. Okay. Holding it down at Battle Club Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Okay. And then also shout out to White Henny Miguel Sosa, the man who kind of put everything together, the man who I brokered the deal that put first class together. And what turned out to be something that was a short-term business deal turned into what you have witnessed very recently, Rick, when you had New Age Wrestling, the hottest thing going today. Because once we got together, once we felt the chemistry, once we once that once it started, the chemicals started mixing. Woo. And you know we Latins know how to cook. So once we started getting all those seasonings together, and it was and it's and the pot started bubbling, we realized we had a recipe for some magic. And you know, we kept it going. We brought yeah. we brought first class in its full force to New Age Wrestling, and you saw the results from top to bottom. The New Age Wrestling Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, First Class, Santos, Cage. The New Age Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, longest reigning, record-breaking, right here, sitting in front of you, 400 days plus. And watch out, Jared Diaz. I know he's been walking around, and he's been faking this bum injury, but, uh, you know, we're going to get to that at another date because I know he's ducking my man Tony Leander, uh, and that's why he didn't want to show up to New Beginning. But coincidentally... His dislocated shoulder ass is going to be showing up to CPW in just a few weeks. I find that a little suspect. I don't know about you. I mean, 
you know, he did have a, he was out injured and uh, that is kind of a close, you know, uh, a date for him to be coming back. Just, you know, who knows? I don't know. Is first class going to be there? Is first class going to show up at CPW just to, to view the, uh, you never, you never know, you never know where first class is going to show up, but I don't know if the first, uh, if the CPW Ross is going to enjoy that because you know, anytime first class shows up anywhere we do, we do a couple of things. We disrupt and we steal all the attention. And I don't think you boys want that, baby. Come on, let's be honest here. I mean, you know, uh, I've been working with uh, Coliseum for close to two years now of their existence. Actually, I've been to every single show. I've worked every single show in one form or another, from announcer to cameraman to God knows what else. So let me tell you, uh, now while we're on the subject to come, Coliseum, excuse me, started there. I want to ask you before we get back back into new age and the uh current subject at hand you made your coliseum debut back in october against kamikaze another new age uh new age uh, regular who at the time was the fans choice champion you uh you you, you uh what do you think of that <laughs> i see the laughter there so well, you know because, i'm you know, because you want to mention the fan choice champion well let's just say yeah. that's a debate because I would love to see the survey in which that was decided. Because I've always uh, proud a little bit of a foul play on that one. Nevertheless, I mean, nevertheless, it looks like the fans' choice champion didn't have the steam that it took to get past any time Alan Baino last weekend. Because as you just mentioned, he is no longer the fans' choice champion. And I'm sorry. I know it's not. I know he wouldn't think it's funny, but. <laughs> I know he wouldn't, but you know, it's uh, I'm sure Bano does, and, and I know that uh, you do as well. So, yeah, but um, shout what, out what to was Alan Bano. shout out to Alan Bano. <laughs> there you go, the new champion, new fans' choice champion. Uh, but um, in seriousness, what was your experience like uh, working coming down working for Coliseum? It's all business to me, baby. Got you, you know. I don't mean any disrespect to anybody, but I'm not here. You're never going to hear me walk around and talk about, oh, my God, what an honor. And oh, my God, I can't believe it. I'm so happy to be here. No, you want me to be here. You know why? Because you're trying to increase business. You want to increase business? You call this guy right here. You want a champion that could get eyeballs on your stuff? You call this guy right here. The only reason your boy Hunter Tarka is it is the... Uh, is the CPW heavyweight champion is because I haven't decided to go after it with all due respect. And remember, I am saying with all due respect. And that goes for everybody on your roster. That goes for your man, King Nutrius X. That goes for anybody that I see fit to go tussle with. You saw what happened to Kamikaze when I was there. That was just a little taste. That was just a little exhibition of what be going on. You saw the energy when I walked into the CPW arena first time ever. And they were ready. They felt it. You were there. You saw it. Yeah, first class came in and y'all tore it up. Literally. You know yeah. what time it is. Yeah. I don't even gotta come on, baby. The proof is in the pudding. Well, I don't know if Hunter Tarka has a big battle February 10th for that um defending that title against uh Flyneye Noriega. And uh Flyneye has been chasing him for an entire year, and they're gonna battle it to a street fight, and this could be a very, very serious fight. And I am saying that there's very possible. This, there could be a title change. Would you consider coming in and, and wrestling one of those guys for the title, either one, whoever the victor is? Would that be something that would be in your goal? 
I mean, absolutely. As long as you don't mind one of your guys losing the title, whether it I be mean, uh, Mr. Hunter Tarka. I it's all business to me, you know. Quite some time. It may be time for, you know, a change around in CPW. And with all due respect to Fly Nine Noriega, whether he wins the title or not, you know, if he doesn't, you know, I don't mind skipping ahead of the line. And if he does, I don't I don't mind ending the title reign before it even begins. You know what I'm talking about? Because if I show up, it's going to be problems for everybody. I got you. I got you. And so, now, that, now, that, now that you're talking about it, you're kind of enticing me. I just may have to put my eyes on that. I'm, I just may have to pay close attention to what happens. I just may have to stop by. You never know what happens. What you say? I'm just saying. I, I, it's something that I wouldn't mind seeing. I would like to either of those gentlemen. I'd like. I would. Uh, I'd buy if I wasn't uh, working there. I'd buy a ticket to come in and see it. Mm, interesting. Yeah, just saying. I think it would be a good battle either way. So uh, you've held that title for over 400 days, correct? That's right. That's right. You defeated Chris Taylor. Smoked him. Smoked him. Okay. So you've had an ongoing feud with Chris Taylor for what? For quite some time now. I mean, that's because Chris Taylor doesn't know how to take no for an answer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how many times he has to get his shoulders pinned to the ground. One, two, three to get the message. Like, you know, isn't isn't the old cliche, let the better man win? I mean, over and over, time and time again. I mean, hey, look, you, you saw what happened at the Rumble this past weekend. Well, okay? I was just about to bring this up. So Yeah, let's bring it up because I know that's okay. where you're going. Let's let's get into it. All right. This, this past, past this past Saturday. Go ahead. Um, first off, it was a first contenders rumble. Three men left in the ring. It was Jay Varro, Super Nitro, and Chris Taylor. They all went over the top rope at the same time and all hit the floor at the same exact time. It was decided by New Age management that you will meet all three competitors at future New Age wrestling dates. You will have to defend that. So, how do you feel about this? I mean, you you joined me on commentary to watch this, to scout any of the 20-plus uh, competitors in there and see who your next competitor. Did you ever think going in that anything like this could have happened? Yes. Yeah? You want the real answer? I absolutely sure. did think something like this could happen. And you want to know why? Because New Age Management has been trying to stick it to me and my family since day one. I mentioned earlier how there's a lot of people that don't like the way we do business, don't exactly like the way I roll, don't exactly like the sound of my voice, the loudness and the tone in which I speak, the way I approach a situation. But let's not argue with results, like I mentioned earlier. So when this Saturday... You saw what happened. I don't know if you yeah. saw the same thing I saw, Rick, but I saw three men hit the floor. Six feet hit the floor, which the way I remember it, the way I was taught, the way I was raised, means that all three men had been eliminated from that matchup. Is that not what that means? I'm not going to argue with that. I find that to be absolutely 100% true. I'm going to be, you know, I'm unbiased. I'm not going to say anything that's negative there are rules to the sport of professional wrestling and uh, battle royals you go over the top rope you hit the floor you're eliminated my opinion all three men were eliminated they should have maybe met in a triple threat or maybe all three of them had should have gotten back in the ring and wrestled or 
another rumble to try to decide who your next competitor. Instead, you now have three competitors to face down the road. We just spoke about Chris Taylor. Let's talk about the other gentleman. One, I believe you told me that you did not ever wrestle. If I remember correctly, was Jay Vara? Is this true? This is true. Jay Vara, amazing athlete. Absolutely. Amazing performer. A man that could go all night and then a little bit longer. I like Jay Vera. Never had anything against Jay Vera, except the fact that he's trying to come and take what belongs to me. He has time. He doesn't really have to take the match. He could go to management and say, yeah, you know what? Technically, I got eliminated. I didn't really earn it. You know? I like the way you talk in business. Maybe a three-way. Maybe a little bit more, uh, you know? A little bit more qualification just to prove themselves. Especially especially somebody like Chris Taylor, because come on. I mean. Well, like you said, you've beaten him on numerous occasions. I mean, if I was him, I'd be tired of it. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, should he uh, should he just back up or maybe this is his way of being able to be put back, put back into the title picture. Or it's my way to once and for all show everybody that the Chris Taylor era is done. That's it. Well, I put an end to it over a year ago. It's been it's been over a year. Like this place belongs to me. New Age wrestling is mine. And until somebody could pin my shoulders to the mat, which has not been done in a year. I mean, what are we even really talking about here? Okay. Yeah, well. And that goes that goes for Super Nitro as well. Okay. Super yeah. Nitro, Jay Vera, Chris Taylor, buddy. Listen. I hate to tell you, but all three of you guys, boom, boom, boom. Let's just start talking about what's going to happen after these next three events, because if I was you, I'd put your money on this guy right here. Wow. I'd uh, either way, I'm going to be paying close attention to the three matches. Obviously I'm going to be sitting in the booth and uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm looking forward to all three of those. It's unfortunate that you have to go through all that uh, considering that I feel Management did not adhere to the proper rules of the rumble. That's what I'm talking about. I got to get you an application because, see, you know, I could join first class. Well, maybe. I mean, hey, <laughs> listen, if we're trying to do business, if we're trying to do business like that, joining first class might not be the best avenue for you. You know, that may get you into the uh, on the wrong side of the wrong people. You know what I'm talking about? I got you. I got you. I got you. So, we gotta, um, we gotta slip you in through the other side. You know what I'm saying? You got to come in through the corporate side and don't worry, we'll work something out. You know what I'm saying? I got you. So um, I do want to ask you about a couple matches that I found uh, via social media from last year, late last year, a couple matches of two gentlemen that I have, uh, that I'm a big fan of either way. One gentleman, I found a match of yours against Mr. PJ Savage, mm. who I'm a big fan of, and I think is just one of those guys that he's just, uh, he's a star in the making. Is he though? I mean, I've I've never been unimpressed with any of his matches, but why don't you tell me about battling it up with uh, PJ? First of all, you're easily impressed. (laughs) uh, That's definitely not true. I'll tell you that much. I mean, what can I say about PJ Savage that I haven't already said and screamed from the rooftops? I mean, yeah. You know, he talks loud and, you know, 
he's got a weird haircut. That, that yeah, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. He likes to say savage a lot. I mean, but you know, when you get past that peanut butter and jelly, you just got a plain piece of bread. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I, I got you. Yep. yep. DJ Savage, he likes to come out. And he likes to scream all over the place and he likes to tell people how he's this and how he's that and who he's going to be and where he's going to be. And I've seen it before. Okay. Many times. He reminds me a lot of myself. But the one thing that PJ Savage lacks is conviction. And you want to talk about stepping into the ring with PJ Savage? You want to ask me about what that experience was like? When I stepped into the ring with PJ Savage and I looked into his eyes, I saw doubt. I saw fear. And I saw somebody who knows that when he's in that ring with somebody like me, he is number two. I understand that. I mean, I mean, not to mention the fact that he's, he was ducking me for I don't know how long. Well, I, I've noticed that there was about a, a couple of years in between matches that you've had with him, but probably three or four, correct? Listen to me. I've been calling PJ Savage out since about 2019, 2020. I don't even know. I lost count already. Okay. Everywhere we go. But he doesn't want to share the spotlight with me. He doesn't want to share the ring with me too much because when he starts sharing that ring with me, when he starts getting in there with me, people are going to start noticing. People are going to start realizing what I've been saying. People are going to start realizing that PJ Savage is just, come on. He's just, he's... Uh, so what else is in store for Chris Cage and first class, I guess? What do you got coming up? Well, let's talk about, let's talk about New Age Wrestling. Let's sure. talk about February. Absolutely. That's February 17th, by the way. February 17th. Uh, that's the Dunbar Community Center, Springfield, Massachusetts. Let's let everybody know that now. Let's let everybody know that now because I want you to come down because it's going to be a big night. You're going to see the return match between myself and the Millennial Dragon, Chris Taylor. We're talking Cage Taylor 4. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to predict, Rick, that this is going to be the last time. I'm hoping that it's the last time. I'm hoping that when I beat Chris Taylor... For this one more time, he finally throws his hands up and he says, you know what? No mas. As long as Chris Cage is the champion, I can't I can't mess with it because I'm not gonna beat this guy. I just there's just no there's just I I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Know what I'm saying? I got you. So heavy uh go ahead. Go ahead. And it's gonna be a little bit more of a party atmosphere on February 17th. There might be some new goodies for the fans in terms of first class action. And I don't want to blow up too much, but I got some things popping off. You're gonna see when we get there. Well, I can't wait to be there. So, uh, of course, I, uh, if, if I'm just going to make this plug as I am, I'll be at the New England Fan Fest earlier in the day, then riding up very quickly to uh, make that show. New England Fan Fest, of course, is uh, the gigantic uh, uh, wrestling fan fest that's every year in uh, Jesus Christ, Warwick, Rhode Island. And um, I am a part of it this year, second year in a row. Uh, that this website is going to be a part. So, and uh, I will be promoting that show for anybody that can, you know, decide to drive over to Springfield, Mass as well. Very nice. It's going to be awesome. I know it's going to be great. I, hey, if I was you, I'd have some camera action there. You got a camera crew? You're going to be filming some stuff? 
No, I got the house of pain. So there you, you know. go. Content is king, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So um, do you got that match? Is there anything else up, Matt? Ugh. Anything else that you got coming up that you want to put out there? Any other appearances anywhere? Well, you know, there may be something going on in Queens, New York, but now I don't know what's going on because uh, February 10th happens to be an interesting day for me. I might have a little bit of option in hmm. terms of where I want to show up. You know, at first I was going to be at Queens, New York on February 10th, big night of action at the Queens Elks Lodge for wrestling is now, but you got me intrigued. You got me enticed. This whole Tarka and Noriega situation you got going on. I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, it's just going to, it's a street fight. It's going to be an awesome show. It's uh, flying eyes been uh, chasing him for close to a year. So I'm telling you, it, it, it might be worth uh, checking out. Hmm. And it's a TV taping for our WON Sports TV uh, program. So. Well, you know what? You and me may uh, have to talk a little further after this is over. Absolutely. I want to uh, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Where could people find you on the social medias? I want to I wanna say thank you to Rick for having me on. Hopefully the first appearance of many. And you can find me on all the social media platforms. Baby, we're talking Twitter. We're talking Facebook. We're talking Instagram at Absolute Cage. I'm on YouTube at Left Hand on Top Productions. Holla at your boy. I'm up with the TikTok is about to start popping off. So watch out for that. And uh there may be even something else coming. I'm, I'm going to, I don't want to speak on anything before it's actually there for people to consume. But as soon as I know, you'll know, you know what I'm talking about. All right. Thank you very much. Don't forget, check it out. Uh, all the news is up pro wrestling See you after a while.